When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Cappy, we're back here. We're going to do what you need to know before our picks against the spread at 6.15. We want to get back as quickly as possible here. So, Cappy, let's finish this Aaron Rodgers conversation. So, we were talking about Mahomes and Allen. Are they the next Brady Manning? Although, uh, people in the chat, like the vice president of the Handsome Man community, is saying uh, Burrow over Allen. But Allen and Mahomes have actually played each other much more. Uh, not that Burrow hasn't played the Chiefs in a couple of times, but this is, uh, I believe, the fourth, as I mentioned. So there's there's more appearances and battles between these two quarterbacks than with Burrow included at this particular point. Um, also, one more thing in the circle of trust that I wanted to mention before we move on and get back to the Rodgers discussion. Tell me. Was... Dead Meow 5, as you know, in the Sedona and Cap Circle of Trust. He likes to watch the world burn in there, is what he likes to do. Uh, He believes that your best friend, Alex Van Pelt, the former offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, unceremoniously let go, should go to the Chargers because he'd like to see what your tune would be at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just it, is a lot of people are rooting for that. They would love to see my man, my BFF, go to my biggest rival, my greatest nemesis, what would happen if all of a sudden my BFF, I, I wasn't a Cleveland Browns fan, I wasn't a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I wasn't a Green Bay Packers fan, but when he was coaching there, I was a fan of those teams. Yeah. I rocked their merch, the whole thing. If he goes to the, to the Chargers, now all of a sudden, George, I've got a major internal conflict here. I love my guy, and I want him to succeed, but I don't like this team, I don't like this ownership, and I want them to fail. So now what happens? Yeah. And I know you guys want that. I oh, know yeah. you want it oh, because yeah. you just want to see me have to, to battle that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the worst way. Won't happen. Man. I hope Harbaugh goes there and then he hires your guy. Well, think about that would be like double problems yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love Harbaugh. Yeah. Or Pete goes and he hires him. Now, that would even be, that would be worse because not yeah. only do I love Pete, yeah. but I, beyond love, I adore Pete. Yeah. See? Yeah, there's love and adore. It's like right. a different level. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So speaking of levels, I think there are levels to this with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, I do I believe what you just said, which is that he believes whatever he believes is the right thing to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but let's face it. I don't care who you are. You're human. Even the most confident of confident people have moments of self-doubt. And there's no way that Aaron Rodgers sees what the Packers did to the Cowboys, okay, and sees them in this game against the Niners, and at least for a single moment thinks to himself like, hmm, that's interesting how that worked out. And by the way, it could be a moment of self-reflection that's a millisecond just simply to say, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like it's it, it wouldn't have happened if if they wouldn't have done what they've done with if I was there cuz things would have been different for one reason or another. Even if it's just to dismiss it, he's got to think about it because you're a human being at that point. Now, I believe 
we are now seeing the true depths of how good a coach Matt LaFleur is because he's been very creative. This offense has got more motion than it's ever had, uh, even though it certainly had some motion with Aaron Rodgers. This is like McVay's, you know, it looks very much like what we see with Sean McVay, particularly with all the eye candy and all that stuff. Um, I think that Matt LaFleur, if anything, is proving to people he's a way better coach than he was with Aaron Rodgers. Much like you thought McVay, this was his best coaching job, I think this is Matt LaFleur's best coaching job. And Aaron Rodgers didn't realize what he had until he lost it. And he he may never admit that part of it. But there's no way he doesn't look at it, even for just a second, Cappy. Even if it's just to be dismissive of it, he does have to think about it, even if it's just for a second. Yeah, but I think this. I think the Green Bay Packers as an organization – are showing off to the rest of the NFL how smart they really are, even though Aaron Rodgers always thought he was the smartest guy in the room. And here's what I mean. Mm -hmm. When Brett Favre was the quarterback and they they drafted Aaron Rodgers, that upset Brett Favre. Why would you waste a a first-round pick on a guy who's going to be my replacement? Why aren't you giving me more to to, win now? And then when Aaron Rodgers, who'd already been a Super Bowl champion, the exact same thing happened when they drafted Jordan Love. And you're saying to yourself, well, hey, man, get me another offensive lineman. Get me another linebacker. Get me something that helps me win now. But the Green Bay Packers have it on display for everybody else. Organizational philosophy is important. And we have an organizational philosophy, which is when we think our quarterback is done or two in two or three years, we draft his replacement. And think about that, George. Think about how hard it is to find a great quarterback. The Packers have gone the last 25 years, and I don't even the, the number might be longer than that, between Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and listen, at the beginning of this season, a lot of people thought Jordan Love was not going to be great. Well, he was out. not great at the beginning of the season. Right, but but what he was was a guy who'd already been in their organization, already understood their offense, knew their personnel, and when his time was there or when his time had come, he was ready to step in and take over that job. And look, who's going to have instant success in the NFL? Very few do. Yeah, you know, there Marino, are very, Roethlisberger. There right, are very right. few yeah. C.J. Strouds. Yeah. Okay, CJ Stroud is now in that. Yeah, CJ Stroud is now in that Marino Roethlisberger category where that first year they had instant success. And and if you're the Rams, just by the way, if you are the Rams, look at the Chiefs, look at the Packers, look at their success, and look at how they've cultivated quarterbacks. So now would be a great time for the Rams to start preparing for life after Matthew Stafford. And if you could have a quarterback on your roster, and I'm not talking about a Carson Wentz or a Baker Mayfield, I'm talking about a young guy who could be part of your organization for the next two years and be ready when Stafford's done, the way the Chiefs have done it and the way the Packers have done it, most teams don't have the patience to do it, but that is the way to do well, it. Well, that's what I was suggesting Belichick does if he does go to Atlanta. Go get yourself like a Russell Wilson type for the next couple years. Draft his replacement now in, with the eighth pick in the draft. But and, I'll just say one last thing about Aaron Rodgers. You know, you may as a player look at the coach and you may look at the quarterback who replaced you and you may look at how far they've gotten and you may jones like crazy that you would love to be playing in yet another all-time legendary postseason rivalry between Green Bay and San Francisco. But... You're Aaron Rodgers, and you thought you had earned a seat at the table to be a decision maker in the organization, and the organization said to you, hey, Aaron, play quarterback and let us do our job, and that was not good enough for him. So he couldn't wait to get out of there. So in in some parts of me, I think he's probably sitting there going, no, I don't care. Hey, I, I thought I'd earned a seat at the table. They wouldn't give it to me. Screw them. 
Yeah, but again, even if it's just to dismiss them, he's thinking about it right now. There's no doubt, at well, least for a second. Be? I mean, my yeah. God, they're, they're in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. They're playing against the number one seed. And when you think about all-time great postseason rivalries, you can think about San Francisco. Oh, yeah, Packers-Green Bay, San for sure, which he was a big part of for a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Cappy, speaking of dismissive, I want to talk to all those people who dismissed Anthony Davis. I'm talking to you out there. Yeah. You. I'm t- oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are watching yeah. on YouTube, yeah. my boy Sedano acknowledged the camera, looked right into it, and he pointed. I'm talking to you, buddy. Yeah. You broke I'm, the fourth wall. I'm talking to you. Anthony Davis last night almost had his second triple-double in three games as a big man. Scored or assisted on 50 points, scored on five different half-court defenders, including six for seven for 12 points against Derek Lively, who's their young uh, spry center. He's exciting to watch play, by the way. Yeah. Went, for, went eight of 10 off of passes, five of five on open shots, seven of 12 when contested, was doubled 11 times, and the Lakers shot seven of 10 and scored 17 points off those plays, hence all the assists. And defensively, held Dallas to 2 of 11 shooting when he contested the shots. Let me explain something to you right now. If the Lakers would not have completely botched the first half of this season, Anthony Davis would be your front runner for MVP in the National Basketball Association. That's how good he's been. I know you guys kind of made fun of me a little bit when I said he's the best American-born player right now in the year of the Lord 2024 in the National Basketball Association, but he is that. And he has been the best basketball player individually this season. He has been the most impactful player this season when you look at all the stats. Now, it hasn't led to winning because it is a team sport, and sometimes, even in basketball, where there's only five guys on the floor at the same time, sometimes the guys around you are so poor for a particular stretch of time, okay, that you can only do so much, all right? But he has proven, Cappy, not only that he has stayed healthy this season, but that he is one of the best, if not the best player in the sport right now. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, McMiniman was on earlier, and he had a stat. Don't quote me exactly, but it goes something like this. And again, I'm just sort of rounding numbers here. In the last 100 games, he's played in like 95% of them. Yeah. So that's really what this all comes down to. You know, the knock on Anthony Davis going back to not last year, but the year before, was that he can't stay healthy. Charles Barkley called him street clothes, and the whole world ridiculed him. He has remained healthy, and he has clearly put in the work in the offseason. And it, it really is remarkable that the Lakers are only a 500 ball club when you consider that Anthony Davis has not had any injuries this year. He has not missed extended time. And the same goes for LeBron. It is actually a shame that if the Lakers right now, instead of being whatever it is, 21 and 21, um, rather than being, call it, 31 and 11, you know, if they were 31 and 11 right now, and that's probably where they should be just based on the fact that those two guys have been healthy, we're, we're completely talking about the Lakers differently. Right now we're trying to figure out, do they have enough? Do they have to make a move? Should they be tinkering with the roster? But the fact is that those two guys have been healthy, and that is why the Lakers are, I mean, just barely at 500. But, George, I admit it. 
You know, uh, Anthony Davis has stuck it to so many people, myself included, who thought he can't stay healthy. And it, it kind of it debunks your theory in many ways about, you know, past injuries being the indicator of future injuries. The biggest it, predictor of future injuries, past injury. Yeah, and it debunks the theory because he's been hurt so much in the past and somehow, some way, I don't know why, but he he has remained healthier for a longer stretch of time. Well, his injuries have also not been debilitating. You see what I'm saying? Like, that that adage is more towards the guy who had some sort of, like, you know, catastrophic injury, blew out his knee, right? Like, those kind of things, you know? Yeah, but, he, but, he's, but he's always been a guy in the last, call it, two to three years in a Laker uniform. Yeah, a lot of soft tissue, small stuff, like injuries, you know Every what I mean? single time he flopped on the ground, he... Every one of us was like, okay, he's done. And that's just the way it was. But he has changed, I think, many people's perception because I think people a couple of years ago, because Barkley piled on, thought he was soft. Right? I mean, people thought Anthony Davis was soft. Yes. And I don't think people think that about him anymore. Yeah, I would agree. Well, I hope that's not the case. I hope well, he's he's shaking that stuff. Anybody who still thinks that, be careful, people. My You're going here. to Terminal H. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You hear him? My man Sedano says you're going to Terminal H. Yep. All right, Cappy, coming up next, what you need to know, picks against the spread. We're doing all that today because short show tomorrow with the Lakers taking on the Nets. But first, let me tell you about your handy neighbors at Next Gen Air and Plus. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Linz. All right, guys. So what you need to know is that uh, Portland Trailblazers center DeAndre Ayton missed last, last night's game against the Brooklyn Nets with an interesting designation. And that was ice. Yes, he missed the game because of ice. According to the Blazers beat reporter, Aiton was unable to make it to the Moda Center in Portland due to thick ice enveloping his neighborhood. He tried for hours to get out of his neighborhood, but he couldn't. He was stranded. The team even like sent like staff out there to try to get him from his house, but no one was able to make it there all the way because of the ice. So I just thought that was very interesting that, you know, he just wasn't prepared for all that ice out there in Portland. You know, I, I got to tell you something. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people today ridiculing DeAndre Ayton and the I Trailblazers. I did not ridicule. I just thought it was very interesting. Oh, listen, as someone who um, uh, has been to Oregon many, many, many times and knows plenty of people who live there, 
Um, ice stuff is a real thing up there. Yeah, this is what I'm getting at. Is is I I feel like I've heard people today, Lindsay, not you, but I feel like I've heard people today, you know, ridiculing the story. Like, hey, you're a professional athlete. You've got a game to play. You've got to deal with the conditions, and you've got to get yourself to the game. And it makes me think, you know, last week the Buffalo Bills had to have their game postponed because the weather was so inclement that not only was Buffalo on a complete shutdown, and that meant the players too, but it was dangerous for fans to show up. It just doesn't seem that shocking. I mean, imagine if if, if I called in, I go, hey, guys, I, I can't get to the radio station. There's nothing I can do. You know, there, there's so much ice out here, I can't get there. It, it it could happen in your job. I don't. I just don't know why everybody, like, right away ridicules the dude. I mean, and that was going to be my point is like, hey, if you're the Blazers, send one of your guys out there to pick him up if my man can't drive. But they at least attempted to do that. So. Are you saying that my what you need to know was not a good what you need to know? No, I think it's actually quite an interesting what you need to know. I just, I mean, again, I'm not ridiculing the guy because I actually heard John and Michael reference it on the broadcast last night. And Michael, who played, I don't know, however many years in Portland, he was like, yeah, that's definitely a real thing, especially for a guy who's not used to it. Right. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, again, he he grew up in, I I say, you know, he's from the Bahamas, but I know he grew up, uh, you know, actually, he went to high school at one point down in South, South L.A. And, you know, then he played in, in Arizona. So, well, and it's just it. Look, I so I have a friend um, who grew up there and told me, dude, we had more days, school days canceled because of ice than we did of, because of snow. Like we don't get a ton of snow. You get a lot of ice. Excuse me. I had to burp. Uh, really? So why don't you let it out? Just let it go. A little. We had we had a lot of ice storms there. So mm-hmm. that's not that's like a normal thing up there. By the way, uh, who'd they play and what was the result of the game? Anybody know? They uh, played the Nets, and I'm pretty sure that they won. Yeah, oh, they really? Won. So how about yeah, that? Yeah, Anthony Simons hit a game winner, right? So yeah. how about that? Hey, hey, guys, I'm sorry. My neighborhood was all iced in. I couldn't make it. But, hey, good news. We won. You know, had they lost the game and they said, hey, we would have won this game if we had DeAndre Ayton. You know, at least he's not caught up in that. Yeah. You know, speaking of days off, my nephew uh, up in Cleveland, he hasn't had school in two days because it's too cold. I believe it. It's crazy, the weather right now out there. That Arctic thing is a real thing. Dude, I lived in that crap for a couple of years, man. Like, it's not easy. Yeah, like, my son just moved to Pittsburgh, and it's been snowing, and I had new tires put on his car before he went there, and I'm like, bro, you don't know how to drive in the snow. You don't know how to recognize ice. So you better be careful, man. Give the person in front of you, like, three or four yeah, extra give car room. lanes yeah. mm-hmm. and tell anybody on your ass to get off it, you know? Yeah. Dangerous, Jack. It is. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, hit the NFL music. Let's do picks. We got four games. All right, let's do it. All right, what happened last week, Linz? Oh, you know me. I didn't even check yet. Oh, Lindsay, come on. Come Lindsay on. Baseball. Come on, do better. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get it by the end of the. Uh, I know I was four and two. I just don't remember what I assigned to what, other than the Texans. I, knew I know that... I was six and zero oh last week. No, you were not. Yes, I was. No chance. Well, I mean, Lindsay didn't didn't tabulate. So well, Lindsay far as has I them. I have them. I just got to do the math, and you tabulated. know that I'm terrible. I was six at math. and zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're so stupid. Uh, all right, Cappy. Let's start with those Houston Texans who beat uh, your former team, the Cleveland Browns. Right. Uh, they're taking. They are taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. Nine and a half point favorites. What do you got, Cappy? So I feel like Vegas is trying to say to me, "Hey, you saw what C.J. Stroud did, and you know he's going to be able to keep this game close. So take the Texans." But 
They were indoors last week. Yep. Now they're going to Baltimore. It's going to be 28 degrees. That's the weather forecast for the weekend. The Ravens are either going to be fresh and healthy or they're going to be a little bit rusty. But if I got to take my chances, I'm taking my chances on Lamar. So I'm going to take the Ravens to cover the nine and a half, and that's going to be my number two. I'm not overly confident. Yeah. But I'm going to take him. I'm going to take the Ravens. That's my two. So here's how we do picks against the spread for those that don't know. Uh, there are four games in this week's uh, contests. So we pick against the spread and we assign a confidence vote to it. So in this case, since there's four games, we assign the number four to the game we're most confident in, uh, one, the game we're least confident in, and so on and so forth. So, Cappy, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens as well. I just think that uh, if you look at what Houston did last week. Now, CJ Stroud is incredible. Kid stands in the pocket and he takes a beating in there, waits to the last second to deliver the football. He's really good. Um, they have shown an incredible amount of fortitude this season, overcoming injuries, uh, lack of talent even in some cases. But I think the buck stops here. The Ravens have been the best team in football all season long. They roll. I'm taking Baltimore minus the nine and a half, and that's my four. Go ahead, Linz. All right, um, I'm going to go with Baltimore, and since, like you said, everything you literally just said, I think they're going to roll all the way through to the Super Bowl, and that's the first time they're going to have like an actual playoff matchup. So I'm going with the Ravens, and that's my four. All right. Uh, DeAndre? I'm going with the Ravens, and I'll put them at my three. Okay, fair enough. Cappy, next game, Green Bay, San Francisco. Niners also a nine-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Green Bay coming off the big upset win against the Cowboys. Who do you like? I'm going to take the 49ers at home. Um, I'm not overly confident, but also I, I'm actually more confident in a couple of other picks. So I'm going to take the Niners, and I can't believe it, but it's my one. Interesting. All right, Liz, yeah. what do you got? Um, I'm the second most confident that the Niners are going to win that game, so that's my three. Okay, DeAndre? Put the Niners, and I take them at my four. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going to take... The Niners and Cappy, I'm with you. That's also my one. Um, I feel like LaFleur knows Shanahan. They grew up on the same tree. Like, I think there'll be some familiarity there. The Niners are really good. I'm probably going to live to regret this one, much like you. Like, I, maybe the Niners end up destroying them. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, Green Bay gives up the big play. Actually, you know what? Ah, damn it. Come on, George. <laughs> Come on. Either trust the gut and go with your first instinct or, cha- or make your change. What, do, what are we going to do? I'm going to make it my two. How about that? Okay. Niners in my two. I'm going to make okay. Niners my two. All right. So next, Tampa Bay, Detroit. Baker versus Goff, the Redemption Bowl. The uh, Lions are six and a half point favorites, Cappy. Six and a half point favorites at home. Who do you like? So this is another one of these games where I think Vegas is trying to say to me, hey, you saw what Tampa Bay did against Philadelphia. But here's the thing. I think Philadelphia stunk the last half of the season, so I don't know that the win, especially the way they did it, was as impressive as Vegas wants me to think of it as. On the other hand, Detroit, ooh, just barely squeaked by the Rams. But I think the Rams are way better than the Eagles. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually really confident in this pick. I'm going to surprise everybody and take the Lions to lay the points, and it's my three. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to take Tampa, and that's going to be my one. I'm going to take them plus the six and a half. I feel like Baker is in a groove right now. Uh, I think the Lions' secondary is really 
Um, to me, I still think they can give up the big play. Mike Evans dropped a couple of big balls last week. Okay. Oh, somebody's used as a drop. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, <laughs> dropped, he didn't just drop balls. My man dropped big balls. <laughs> yeah, somebody's definitely using that as a drop. <laughs> so anyway, Mike Evans had some big catches that he dropped yesterday or last week. So I, uh, I, I'm going to take Tampa, but that's only my one. Go ahead. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. So if Baker wins again... This is my reaction. <laughs> you know that Baker. Yeah. Can't, like, no, no, not happening. I buried the hatchet with him, but I just think the Lions are going to be too much for him, especially at home with as loud as everybody said it was. They said it like broke some type of decibel record with how loud Lions fans were in Detroit. So I'm picking Detroit, and that's my two. Go ahead, DeAndre. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bucks on this one. You know, I don't know how the Lions are going to do with the Bucks, how, how much they blitz. <laughs> so I put them at my two. All right, fair enough. Next one, Cappy. Last one. Buffalo, two and a half point favorites at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you like and why? Let me tell you guys something right now. This is my five star play of the week. I'm taking everything. Oh, man. Yes, sir. I'm taking everything I got left in my account and I'm laying it on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those points. I'm going to take the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I mentioned this earlier, are the healthiest team going into this round of the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills have major, major problems in their linebacking core with health. I think the Chiefs run through Buffalo. I think the Chiefs win the game. It's my five-star play of the week, and I'm loading up everything I got left in my account. I got Kansas City. It's my four. All right, fair enough. Uh, I also have Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes last week did a fantastic job in the pocket. I mean, he just manipulated uh, the Dolphins' defense, and I know they were banged up, but the Bills' defense is also super banged up, as we talked about earlier. And they showed us last week they were willing to run the football. Uh, And Patrick Mahomes showed us in that terrible weather that he could still throw the football, even though the thing looked like a rock at times out there. I also am going to take the Chiefs plus the two and a half, and that's my three. Go ahead, Linz. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills, but the only number I have left is one. But go Bills Mafia! Like I feel like they're like the little stepsisters to Cleveland. Yeah. So by, by the way, Ca- Cappy, you and I yeah. only have one different right now, and it's Tampa Bay and Detroit. So that's that's that. So uh, DeAndre, go ahead. You know what? This is this game right here. This is my six star game right here. Six oh, star, yeah, yeah hell six yeah. star. Yeah. You know, what? I'm gonna go ahead and take the Bills. I'm putting my my one. What's oh. your pick of the week? Well, wait, hold on a second. It can't be your six star <laughs> if you're only giving it a one. That's all he's got left. Your confidence meter says that you're not confident, yeah. and yet you That's say it's your left. six star play. That's yeah. all well, bro, I got you should have thought about that, Brosif. <laughs> he's a human contradiction. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, he's, he's learning from you. Come on, Broski. Uh, All right, that is picks against the spread. Coming up next, Cappy, big deal or no deal? But first, tell them about your home away from home, the E-Central. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so if you guys want to see multitasking at its best, look no further than LeBron after last night's Lakers win over the Mavs. LeBron was doing his post-game interview at his locker while simultaneously watching the USC game, and cheering on his son, Bronny. My rhythm for that self um, is good. Pull it. Sorry. <laughs> Pull it. Shoot it. Oh, good pass. Catch the, the ball, man. How is, shoot it, man. How is Bronny looking in that game? Um, he's doing well. How's USC looking? Living better. 
So I thought this was adorable. And just wanted to ask if you guys think it's a big deal or no deal. What do you think, Cap? Um, I, I think it's a big deal because there are a lot of times where LeBron annoys me. And then there are other times like this where he just endears himself to me. I love the fact, because I would be doing the exact same thing. I talked to the TV when my kid was playing ball. You know, I um, I was always like just, just, I was so attached to it, you know. And I know that LeBron, it's a helpless feeling. You know, you, you would love to be able to help your kid out there. And when you're as great as LeBron is, you'd love to be able to help Bronny. The good thing about Bronny last night, even though the USC lost to Arizona 82-67, to Bronny was starting, number one, played 30 minutes last night, and scored 11 points, and probably had his best all-around yes. game yes. that he's had since he joined the USC team and since he's come back. So, hey, you know what? Um, I've never been more interested in USC basketball than I am this year because of Bronny James. We should go to a game, Cappy. I would love to. What's the kid's name that was the number one high school player from oh, Atlanta? Uh, and I, I mean, think about that. We don't even know his name. I forgot his name. And I don't now. even know if he's like really a contributor to the team. Yeah, I think he is playing, but I, I or he was playing. Is it Collier? No, is it what's his name? Is it Isaiah Collier? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah. he didn't play last night. Yeah. He was playing earlier, I felt like, in the season. I Dennis Rodman's kid played well last night and scored 16 points. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman's kids are all athletes, like super athletes. Oh, well, his daughter is an daughter. amazing yeah. soccer player. Yeah. Dude, I watched his daughter grow up and play soccer yeah. uh, in Orange County. My daughter played against her many times. Girl was amazing then, and she's incredible now. Yeah, for sure. All right, what's next? All right, so Sacramento coach Mike Brown was fined 50K on Tuesday for aggressively <laughs> pursuing an official and publicly criticizing officials during his fiery outburst in Sunday's overtime loss to the Bucks. He had, like, examples for the media. Yeah. He yeah. pulled he out, like, the laptop. Around. Yes, yeah. it was very funny. Yeah. So he was asked about the fine, and Brown chose to, you know, like, keep things classy, keep things light, and he responded by pulling a Hey King, just like uh, Cappy probably would. The fine is what it is. Uh, my partner, Rochelle, she's upset with me because uh, we're going to splurge a little bit for All-Star break. We were going to stay at the Ritz-Carlton on the north side of Lake Tahoe, go skiing. Uh, I was going to take my grandson skiing. and But I called her and told her we probably won't be able to do it today unless the Ritz-Carlton, which is a terrific place, gives me a discount. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh, Coach Brown's hey king... A big deal or no deal, George? Uh, no deal, but still funny nonetheless. I, I do uh, I do enjoy uh, Mike Brown. I know Laker fans don't have necessarily fond memories of Mike Brown, uh, but I enjoy him as a human being, and I think he's done a really good job with Sacramento, and he's, he's a good dude. And he is a good dude. That's exactly right. Um, I've had a chance to meet him a few times because um, you know my buddies are the owners of the Kings, and I get to go up there a couple times a year, and so I guess that's a humble brag. But he's a great dude, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a not so humble brag, Kathy. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I caught myself and I said, hey, "Don't I sound like a jerk?" You know. But um, hey, I'd say this to Coach Brown. You know what? You can stay. You stay over at Harvey's. It's a good place. Doesn't Rachel have a place in Tahoe? She doesn't, but she's she got should. a place everywhere else. Yeah, she should get one in, in Tahoe. <laughs> I'm gonna text my boy right now and go, "Yo, man." Um, Can you Coach hook up Brown Mike was, Brown? Yeah. yeah, Coach Brown was fine, 50 large. Why don't you guys take care of him and get him that Ritz-Carlton Hotel? You know, I'll talk to the owners. Yeah. Uh, what's next, Linz? All right, so Cappy uh, pointed out this clip to me. Uh, there's a clip that's kind of made the rounds today uh, from NFL Films, and it was a clip of the Rams-Lions game mm -hmm. where Matthew Stafford decided that he was going to call out 
uh, the Lions player Kirby Joseph for what he thought oh, was a the dirty low play. hit on Tyler Higby. So mm-hmm. here's what it sounded yeah. like. Left, Stafford puts his hips, wings one middle, bobbled, and cut down Tyler Higby in dangerous play. Stafford was not happy about the hey! celebration by Kirby hey! Joseph either. Hey, that's a good hit. That's a good hit. You dirtiest. You know it. You dirtiest. It's been on tape. I've seen it. Hey, hey, it's been on tape. You're right. You're right. So, Cappy, is this a big deal or no deal? Well, it's kind of a big deal that um, – Look, it's one thing. Stafford tells him you're dirty, and and it's on tape, and I've seen it. I love hearing guys talk during games. I, I just, I just love that. Um, but I will tell you, you know, you heard JB Long's call. It was a dangerous throw. It was a dangerous play, and I just remember in real time thinking, "Wow, Tyler Higby's going to be hurt," and he, he is. I think it's like ACL, yeah. MCL. He's mm-hmm. in, he's got some real problems now, um, and he's an important part of the Rams' offense. But I don't remember in real time thinking that it was a dirty hit. And Stafford said to him, it's not a dirty play. What he was upset about was him celebrating. And I I think that that's the bigger gripe. Yeah, he was upset about the way he handled it. Right. Right. I mean, dude, you got a guy who's another player. He's hurt. the, The corner thought that he was referring to the hit initially if you remember the corner kind of threw up his arms like he's big I had to hit him low and that's when Stafford's like no no he's like it's what you're doing there is dirty the celebration part of it yes yeah yeah. I didn't I didn't think the hit was dirty in real time but it reminded uh, me of the Willis McGahee hit to be honest with you in the national championship game. oh man that's uh you're talking about going back to the Rose Bowl long Ohio State no that was the Fiesta Bowl yeah yeah oh really yeah Oh, all right. Well, I got my bowl games wrong. Yeah. Yeah, when uh, Lindsey's team, uh, you know, broke his knee. That's <laughs> what so. that sounded like. No, Lewis McGahee is a tough dude. He didn't sound like that at all, actually. Um, but, yeah, that's what that reminded me of. That was the last time I saw. Because it was like direct helmet to knee. Yeah, it was bad. And yeah. I feel really bad for Tyler Higby because I'm going to take a guess here that he'll miss, you know, Pretty pretty serious amount of time into next season. Yeah, probably the yeah. rehab of that can't be ideal. You know, ideally it can't be easy. So yeah, it's not one; it's both. Right, the ACL and the MCL. Right. Uh, do we have one more lens? Are we done? That's it for big deal or no deal. All that's, right, that's too bad because there was one more soundbite that we had that Lindsay and I had planned. Yeah, which was the one where the reporter asks the coach of the Buccaneers. <laughs> Oh, the one about the weather. How they're going to deal with so, the weather in so, Detroit. I love that so one. So that's been viral on the internet. And basically, so what I found out was, mm-hmm. Cappy, and you, you know this because you've worked in local markets before, and what's happened is, and it's a real damn shame, it doesn't really happen here because LA is such a big market, but in a lot of markets, there's the cutting down of local news sports departments, right? Like the local TV stations have mm-hmm. cut down on their sports departments for the most part around the country. And what I was told by someone there was the woman who asked that question, the reporter who asked that question uh, was a news reporter and doesn't just didn't know that the lions didn't play uh, indoors, which is kind of a shame, you well, know, unfortunately. Play it really quick. Yeah. Play it, play it for everybody. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, No. Nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and 
We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. I'll tell you right now. He handled it great. Todd Bowles handled it great. He is an angel of a guy. Yeah. He really is, because he could have been like, girl, come on, what kind of question is that? Yeah, but I feel bad for her. Obviously, she didn't, like, there's a reason why she didn't know, like George said, to to your point. She's a news person. She's not a sports person, and that's that's on the the TV station, not not having sports people. I, I, in a situation like that, and mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. It when I was in a local market um, that had some like, like okay, so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, and this actually ties into LA. When Shaq was traded, right from here to to the Heat, um, it was a huge, huge press conference. Like they did it literally on the floor of the arena, um, and there was a ton of news coverage. Right, all the local stations. Shaq has been traded, and then you know the news people start asking these kind of silly questions. And we used to have a a, a name for it. Uh, we used to say when news attacks. Um, so whenever there's like a sports story that's big enough uh, to transcend news, it's when news attacks. And the news people would descend upon these situations and not leaving it to the sports people and ask their own questions. And that's a perfect example of when news attacks. Yeah, but I will just say this. You know, if you're going there and you're going to ask a question and you've already thought to yourself, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, how they're going to acclimate due to the weather. There's just it's OK to do an ounce of research. It's OK. Sure. I'm with you on that, too. I'm not, but I'm also, but I'm blaming this more on just these local outlets that have, you know, cheapened sports on their TV stations. I'm crediting it more to Todd Bowles being an angel of a guy. Oh, no, he's an incredible person. There's no question. That was a very sweet response because he could have made her look really dumb. Yeah. I feel like he kind of did make her look dumb, but he didn't make her look dumb. No, no, no. He said, like, you know, they play in a dome, right? No, no, he said, correcting her. He, he, I believe he actually, the way he phrased it, if I recall correctly, it was he said something to the effect of, they play in a dome, right? Like, like almost kind of like making it, like it could have been, it's not the way you said it, like Lindsay. I think he actually kind of phrased it almost even as like a question, even though he knew the answer. Well, I would like to say, I feel like that these types of questions become more frequent or apparent the further along we get into the, the playoffs. Because when, by the time we get to the Super Bowl, everybody thinks that they're going to go, they need to go cover the Super Bowl. And well, you got all these people asking all kinds of ridiculous questions. There was, a, there was a, a thing many years ago. I don't know why this thing sticks out to me. There was a reporter who was interviewing Mike Singletary when he was the coach of the 49ers. And she asked him, did Bill Walsh give you any good advice? And Mike Singletary looked at her and goes, you know that he's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's that was pretty, pretty brutal. Funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, anywho, uh, yeah, that was uh, that thing went viral, and I thought he handled it great. I'm I with did you, too. Cappy. Yep. Um, all right, Cappy, before we have Dealer's Choice next segment, tell him about your prize picks for tonight. Beto says he gave you a prize pick in the Circle of Trust. He's you saying that in the community right Beto, now. Beto, Beto, let me. Final segment. I guess Chris ran out of uh, recording space. So, Cappy's going to do his Dealer's Choice. We got one more segment to go. It's been a fun show. Thank you for hanging out with us here on a Thursday here on Sedano and Cap. Nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. Way to hit it. Good job. By the way, I was thinking after I said Thursday, I'm like, is it Thursday? Like, I had to question myself. Um, It kind of reminds me, I saw this thing online. (laughs) Apparently, Madonna had to apologize at one of her concerts. She was in Toronto, and she welcomed, when she got on stage, she said, hello, Boston. (laughs) Oh, God. 
I mean, listen, it happens, right? I mean, just when you're when you're doing that job. I mean, even like earlier today, we were talking to Ireland during Super Crosstalk. Yeah, and Ireland's like, wait, wait, they're playing the Clippers on Tuesday. You sure the game right? And I was like, yeah, Wednesday? they're playing Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you just you lose track of yeah. time, especially when you're in that that zone, you know? Yeah, where you know you you just show up every day. You're like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what the date is. I don't know. Just I just know to show up yeah. and be on the air at one o'clock. Yeah, you know, in his case, Cappy, what do you got uh, for dealer's choice today? All right, listen. Um, I'm going to ask everybody this question. What are you planning on watching tonight? Like, Is there a sporting event? Is there a game that's on your radar? There's no Laker game tonight. Um, I'll probably I, watch TNT because I like watching Charles and the guys. Okay, so I just I just got done watching Chicago and Toronto. Yeah. Okay? Um, but there's no game on my radar tonight where I'm like, okay, I got to watch this Well, game. then you should watch True Detective Night Country. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to be watching mm. because I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the season two finale of Reacher drops on Amazon Prime. All right. Now, let me tell you something. Every time I come up with a show that I really love, I pass it on to this crew of people. And no one ever respects my appreciation for great programming. Mm -hmm. In fact, the opposite is true. <laughs> Once I tell you guys that I love a show, you guys intentionally all bag on the show and intentionally don't watch the show. Well, let me tell you people something. Uh, okay. You people. You people. There are so many Sedano and Cap listeners in the circle of trust that know what I know, which is Reacher is an incredible show. And tonight, the final episode of season two, that junt drops. You hear me, DeAndre? I'm hey. talking to you, dog. I hear you. They, they they're dropping that junt tonight. Man, you feel that's me? Why you say junt instead of like that joint? You know no, no, I mean? no, no, no. Hold on a second. I'm gonna explain to you why. Because there are two different words. When you drop a joint and you drop a new like album, for example, that's one thing. But uh-huh. when you drop a junt, that's a whole different word, my dog. I hear you. Okay. I've heard of that. You know, okay, well, you lingo. see, this is because this is I'm cool and young and hip, and I understand the language and the lingo. Okay, you, on the other hand, you're an old man at 25 years old. <laughs> you feel me? I feel you. Thank you. All right, Cappy, so good luck watching the season finale uh, for Reacher, season right. two. And I would like everybody to do me one favor if they could. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the circle of trust who is a Reacher fan, who understands how great the show Reacher is, I want you to reach out. To Sedano, on the Circle of Trust, on Twitter, and I want you to tell Sedano, hey Sedano, Reacher is freaking amazing, get in the game with us, and watch Reacher. Reach out. All right, Cappy, here's what they can also reach out and do. Get themselves some award-winning artisanal small-batch premium sippy tequila. 